Welcome to the Fader interview. I'm Alex Robert Ross, editorial director of the Fader. The Neptunes, arguably the best production duo of the past few decades, are set to be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame on June 16 in New York. After reuniting in 2020, Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo have been commandeering the charts just as they did in the early aughts, blessing a new crop of artists with their unmistakable sound. And while Pharrell's apparent refusal to visibly age has been well documented, Chad Hugo seems to have tapped into the fountain of youth as well. He still sporadically breaks out in song mid-sentence and speaks fondly about his adolescent days in a school band. Reflecting on the past 20 years of his career, Hugo is as playful as ever and increasingly curious about what lies ahead. He's listening to the birds and keeping a pulse on the material world, staying flexible and receptive to new lessons from life, the ultimate teacher. To him, production isn't just about snares and kicks. It's spiritual. In early June, the Faders' Jussie williams Curtley sat down with Hugo to discuss his upcoming Hall of Fame induction, as well as his promising future and his regret-free past. Walk me through your day to day. How are you doing? Thank you again for taking the time out to talk with us. Like I said, I'm geeking about this. Oh, thanks, Gia. No geeking necessary. We're all geeks in this world. You picked up your saxophone two seconds ago. I need you to pick that back up. And was that an original? <laughs> what was that? Yeah, I was playing some notes, some intervals, and let's see. Uh... <laughs> Wow. Still working on it. Still working on it. Jazz snaps. I love it. I love it. I saw in an um, interview you said you were picking the sax back up. Why did you make that decision? I'm very curious. Yeah, saxophone was the instrument of choice when I was a kid in elementary school. And... I play it once every now and then, but um, just to actually get back into learning standards and music that I don't know people would consider old music, ancient, you know, vintage. Well, that was beautiful. I wasn't expecting a concert, but that was great. My first question is actually to know what your favorite thing that's not music related is. My favorite thing that's not related to music. I mean, everything is music. Family is important, of course, you know. So just going about your day to everyday things to, you know, have a good routine. And, um, yeah, being a part of society is important. You know, existence and so you're not just cooped up in, in, a, in a studio room or a creative thing. It's, it's good to be out and saying hello to other existing humans. You know, I get to take my eight-year-old son to the bus stop a lot of times, and that's that's a joy. And um, Jason Rayner are in college now also, and 
doing things. My wife, Priscilla, she's here in the same room. Say hello, Priscilla. Hi, Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> um, congrats on being inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. That's that's huge. I'm honored to be a part of the Hall of Fame of songwriters. Yeah, got into the music business by just messing around with equipment, dabbling into microphones and fascinated by records and record players and radio and things like that. And it eventually um, sprouted into, you know, recording with Pharrell and musicians and artists and, you know, uh, making awesome records that people dance to and bop to and share times with. So it's been, it's been great. Yeah. Have you been thinking about like your entire career with this huge moment? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, um, you know, Mariah Carey and uh, the Eurythmics and Isley Brothers. I, I love everybody's music that, you know, grew up on all these songs and, oh yeah. And, uh, Autumn Leaves, and these are great tunes. Da 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 I read some words to that the other day. It goes, um, there is this roll that's good to eat. And in this roll, it's filled with meat. When you take a bite, it might be sweet. But only if you dip it in the sauce. Period. Period. A hit. Mm. Frank Sinatra who? I don't want to hear it. It's <laughs> It's a freebie. I love it. I love that you're having fun. That's that's really cool <laughs> Thanks, to <Jessica>. see. <laughs> I feel like um, even in my generation, when we look at like icons, which you are, we're always like, oh, wow, they must be so serious and so like rigid. And to get to this point in my career, I had to do this and this and this. And to see you just like having fun is, is so great and so cool. Speaking about your career, what do you feel in your experience has been the key to your longevity, both professionally and personally? Yeah, just have fun and learn at the same time and enjoy, enjoy the company and listening, laughter. Frankie Knuckles, yeah, I remember Frankie Knuckles. Are you a DJ? No, no, but I love music. I'm a student of music. I heard you used to DJ as well. I read that, that you used to be a DJ actually under the name, um, what was it? Uh, Missile Command? Yeah, there's various aliases. Yeah, Missile Command, Daniel Biltmore from DC. I was a fan of the Baltimore club music, um, driving sound. 808s in the way that the songs are remixed and stuff. and. Yeah, I used to play up at, at the oceanfront as well and some dive bars and uh, yeah, open format. Just learned a lot from being in the being a DJ in those kind of settings. Good times there as well. I used to carry up the turntables. Now it's a laptop. But back in the day, the 1200s and crates, you know, all by myself there. I can't let a self-destruct. Uh -huh. Baby, smile today. Cause I've been imagining always I'm gonna love you better And you yeah. things you'll see it too Just when you think there's nothing else I can oh, do yeah. Remember. I'm gonna love you better When I think about
about the things we did And I think about you having my kids And I think about us sharing a crib Losing all that, God forbid You deserve flowers and candy The simple things In addition to the SLs Okay, back into this Songwriters Hall of Fame If you had to pick five songs You think you deserve to be nominated for Specifically Like that should be in the Hall of Fame Of, of the Neptune songs What would they be for you? Oh, wow I don't know just uh, grateful to be a part of it. The uh, School of Songwriters, you know, to this day, uh, still figuring out how to write a song properly and play chords properly. So, yeah, collaboration is a, is a good thing. You know, when Pharrell and I went into this making music for, uh, we just wanted to get people singing along, dancing, and just kind of into starting a movement. So it's great to be a part of the Neptunes and the Star Trek records back in the day. And I yeah, feel blessed. I know that I'm carrying on, never mind if I'm showing off. I was just from, you know I want you, babe. I'm ready to bet it on, unless you don't care at all. But you know I want you, you should start from. And people are still grooving to your music today, which is phenomenal. And you're working with a lot of more newer artists like Denzel Curry. I know you're working on some stuff with him and a project um, MIA as well, correct? Yes, yeah, so we re recorded some some music and been sending uh, music back and forth. We're collaborating in ways that we can, or ways we had to in the, in the past couple years, the pandemic and all that stuff. and. So it's great that we can still be connected by being fans of each other's work and our uh, intentions and what we would like to say and, and convey in our music. And yeah, to this day, they're always kind of trying different things, combinations of sounds and chords and stuff to make it final. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, a bright future and for everyone and um yeah i'm just thankful we can still make music mm -hmm. what has the experience been working with uh denzel and in, in mia well when i met denzel he was in the studio and he was you're vibing out to um, a couple of his tracks and i um played him a sample i don't know i want to give up too many of the process but we did have a, a thing and and it was the the um the premise of the song like the, what, what he wrote about would be very valid today, and even soon after, you know, with uh, Nip Nipsey Hussle incident, rest in peace, and uh, you know, hearts go out to um, even uh, Metro Boomin's mom and stuff, and <clears throat> just things that happen today that are, that are really um, not good. So, like, to be able to to have this platform and address issues where we can, and still try to entertain at, at the same time. It's um, it's a challenge, you know. What can I say? You know, it's a good thing to have uh, family and friends, and uh, that includes musical peers and fans. So, thank you. You know. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. 
you've been blessing a lot of like this new crop of artists with with work which i'm sure they're very like stoked to work with you like summer walker idk rosalia like um, omar apollo i was absolutely shocked to hear like wait the neptunes what <laughs> um what is your criteria for deciding to who you want to work with oh it's just uh being in the studio is just a, a great thing to be a part of uh, a great team you know i spent some time in in florida the past three years previously in miami and studio with uh pharrell and i am other team and recorded some songs i was there and um yeah some of walker's great and there's numerous artists uh, omar is the, the tamagotchi single and some upcoming other works and um it's been great you know I, Love Pharrell, love Pusha T, and it's been it's been a one hell of a a, a great time making this music. Close your eyes to get away. Bang my line and I'm arranging. Beautiful girl, you're stainless. You'll be fine. I'll be painless. Yeah. All I'm drinking is champagne. All you want is the same thing. Yeah. The 10,000 building, get your an apartment, put you inside a G class. That's just a starter kit. Plenty things count in life, but none of them is a thought of it. New piece around my neck, his chest game. How do you keep yourself, like, on, I guess on your toes or like experimenting with new sounds when you're working with a new crop of artists that don't have that traditional, like, Neptune's kind of sound? Like, all the artists that I've seen you collaborate with recently kind of have their own different, eclectic, interesting sound. What is it like working with, with them, having your own, like, very staple original sound? Working with different artists and, and the sound, the best way is just to discuss ideas, maybe hear, listen to things that the other music musician uh, worked on in the past and to see how we can come up with something that's exciting, new, uh, the love boat. No, that's um, being able to see where where we were in the past and see what we can do for the future, you know, kind of thing. You know, because the notes have always been 12 notes and they're not going anywhere. And, you know, we could still study them, still learn from them. And, and I think we as musicians just constantly do that to kind of touch up and see. Because uh, history is fun. You know, history is fun. And and uh, as we can evolve as uh, people, humans, socially and creatively, it's good to know what's happened and where we can go, you know, in a positive light and uh, for everyone. <laughs> Is that how you challenge yourself to stay kind of new and fresh and have new ideas by looking at the past? Not too much. It's once in a while, <laughs> you know. So what do you do to keep yourself like on your toes? Taking a walk is good. To be with nature is, is good. Just to take some time out and listen to the bird songs in the morning. If, if you, you're in an environment that allows that. Yeah, just being being grateful. You know, keep, keep God first. This is definitely going to be an NERD related question and fangirl question. It's been 20 years since the debut of In Search Of, which obviously impacted so many lives, so many people in their sound. Um, thinking back to where you were then, if you could sit down with your younger self, what would you want to tell him? I would tell him everything is going to be okay and that we must 
stay together, guys. I don't know. There is a cliche that people say, you know, when the, you know, keep God first. But it's, it's, it's a thing that is passed on and how people uh, have gratitude and how it's passed on. Some people attach gratitude to, to God. And, yeah, if, if you don't know how to praise um, God or praise someone or, or someone, it had to have been a, somewhere to where it's, um, to where it's learned. You know, so to just, you know, be thankful from, for where you are and where you're going and uh, be thankful for the people that help you get to where you are and to have these opportunities and to be able to keep on learning and striving and pass it, passing it to other people so that we can live in a, a decent place, you know? Is there anything that you like... <laughs> Not that you regret, but is there anything that you wish you would have done differently in your younger days? I don't have any, have any regrets. Just have to keep it moving, you know, keep on learning. And what I mean by learning is like learning the new, um, like when people started programming computers, they learned languages of a computer. You know, there's like, I don't know, all the, I'm not even a computer technician, but they started with like, there was like basic and then there was like binary code and all these different sort of things. So when you could learn different definitions and words and terms for things, then you could also program yourself differently. I don't know how to say it, but learning things like, for instance, like the saxophone, I've always used to just play it and I used to stick to one scale, but like to learn different notes and different intervals. And I'm saying something different just by learning those technical tools, you know, and it's been passed on for generations and it's fascinating. And this is just one aspect of, of music. You know, am I going to be a, one jazz, a jazz musician? Maybe, I don't know, but it's one way of, one way to meditate, one way to communicate. So if you, there, there's plenty of things to do that. Like as I'm um, speaking to you, Jossie, right now, it's even weird hearing myself in headphones. Like, I don't even know if I can listen to myself right now, you know, I don't know. There's a, there's a djembe over there. Things that communities hold, uh, like drum circles. And people can find their own rhythm and it's kind of synonymous with what we're trying to do in life and trying to find our rhythm, but at the same time be syncopated and, and that's beautiful. I guess like just the way you talk about music is so, you might not think this because you said you're not a poet, but it's very poetic. Since you're such a student of music, is there anything that you're like reading or researching that's keeping you kind of like in that perpetual state of learning and, and growing? Yeah, there are, there are some books, a collection of books that I've um, yet to sit down and read. So spending time with my son is I actually learned a lot from him. He goes to a school and I learned a lot from him because he learns a lot from me and um, even my wife, Priscilla, I learn a lot from her and her family, even in my dad, my brother. So just having, and friends. So uh, I would like to sit down and read a book. Like there was this one, it was called Double Speak. That was like the most recent one I picked up. It's, it's been, uh, been around for a while. And it's, I think it's about um, journalists talking, saying things twice or something like that. And I was like, why are sometimes people talk to me and ask me, you know, to repeat myself. I don't know, is it, I'm just not getting my point across a certain way. So I thought I'd read it, but I have yet to read it. So it's on my nightstand. 
Mm. <laughs> okay. Is there anything musically that you're kind of picking up since you're relearning the sax right now? Are you going into anyone's like discography or researching some old jazz legends? Yeah, a lot of the the jazz greats. Uh, Barry Harris is teaching a great, great lesson. And um, there's so many things on what, what he had to say through his music and the harmonies and uh, through jazz music. What, what, how, how would I be? Uh, what, what do I have to do with jazz music? Asian American guy from. United States growing up in Virginia. Um, there are some probably some uncles who settled in, in the early 1900s in New Orleans. And I visited New Orleans a couple of times, but there are some roots there, you know, selling around the, the, uh, the bayou and stuff like that. And I don't know, just um, improv and I don't know, you tell me. Uh, I'm always, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, speaking of like of like music and sounds, is there anything? I know you picked up a, a whole bongo on the floor and picked up a sax. Are there any instruments that like you've never played or like any type of sounds that you would want to learn or interested in? Yeah, uh, hurdy gurdy is fascinating. Um, What's that? Something you wind up and it plays a. It's like a you crank it and it bows or something like that. It's, uh, yeah, I never played a hurdy-gurdy. The harmonica has always been fascinating, but I couldn't, I tried. I uh, got to bend the notes and all that stuff. I can't figure out how to do that. that so it's always good to listen to a good harmonica player. And I mean, Stevie's a king. Stevie Wonder's a king on that, but <laughs> sounds like a saxophone. Yeah, there's so many new instruments that are coming out these days. Even a, uh, at the NAM, the NAM show that's happening as we speak in Anaheim. Didn't go there today, um, this time around, but um, it's the what in Anaheim? The 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 NAM show, the NAM, N-A-M-M. Musical instruments, basically new gear and new new instruments, teaching tools and gear, equipment, software, hardware, string instruments, brass instruments, woodwinds, you name it. It's like a car show, but for instruments. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, okay. I just I just thought about this because I guess like everyone has a teacher and to get to this point, obviously you've had plenty of teachers in your in your family, in your peer group, but when you were in band as a kid, was there anything that you like learned from your <laughs> music teachers that you've kind of carried throughout your life? Oh yeah, band class was a blast when I was a kid. Even my teacher, Miss Forbes, shout out Miss Forbes. She had a turntable and taught us the fifth in the fifth grade, I believe, it was uh, how to scratch on a turntable. You know, it was a new thing, and she was like giving us a chance to take the record and move it around to make the the sounds reverse and forward. So that was uh, interesting as a as a kid to see having that opportunity to play on a turntable as an instrument. So that was pretty sick. Um, back in those days. And uh, yeah, band class was a blast. Uh, Mr. Browder would play various instruments, uh, provide us, uh, us to play, uh, improvise on this kind of rock and roll blues uh, progression. I think the name of it was Shenanigans. Like boom, 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 boom. Had like the, the walking bass line. And yeah, it was good, good times. Can I ask you a question about your heritage's music? I know... Um, all cultures have like a very different way of 
of expressing themselves and musically, but I'm not very um, educated on Filipino music. And I feel like that's something that I don't see a lot of people talk about at all. Like, like every culture is like different kind of music style. Or do you ever like dive into like ancestral stuff or like like the sounds of your people? Yeah, there's been a couple of tune, tunes that were sampled. Like, um, luckily, Pifiasco's "Kick Push" was a Philippine cons- uh, singer and composer. Uh, that's one example from one era. There's um, Indigenous instruments, there's one called like a kulintan, which is like a gong, metallic thing arranged in a series of different notes. That's one style of uh, instrumentation. You're blowing my mind with the, the kick push. Now I have to go back and listen to it and find it. As a nation in the Philippines, uh, I mean, there's folk tunes, but ballads were like huge in the 90s and the 80s. And, you know, like power singers, uh, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, and this stuff to this day is... Interesting. Yeah, it's different in the states, but uh, but uh, yeah, as a Filipino American, I appreciate all music. Do you find yourself listening to a lot of different music that's like not in the states? Um, I actually wanted to ask you about like what you think about, or if you're listening to like K-pop or I'm a piano from South Africa, or like there's so many different like genres that are blowing up here in America. Do you ever like dive into those? Yeah, uh, definitely the, the Afrobeat music is a, is a great vibe, vibe stuff, vibe, vibe music, vibe tunes stuff. And yeah, I need to go out and check out some spots to actually be on the floor when, when stuff is going down and places lit with a DJ playing some hush it. Um, did you ever dance? Young, when I was a younger, a younger lad boy, uh, <laughs> there were times we would um, practice moves in the garage and grade school. You and Pharrell did a Fader cover in, I think it was 2003 or 2002 or something like that. And in, in the actual magazine, you're like in a b-boy stance, like just posing, like holding it. It was, it was so fire. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that was my, yeah. B-boy stance. Have fun. I love that. I love that you continue to have fun with your career and your life. And I think it really shows in the work. And I can hear it and and feel it. And yeah. Thank you, Jossie. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, I think that's my line of questioning. You like said some things that blew my mind. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening to the music and having us. That was Chad Hugo talking to the Faders' Jassy williams Curley. The Neptunes will be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame on June 16. This week's episode of the Fader interview was engineered by Tony Giambroni. The executive producer is Alex Robert Ross, and the associate producer is Raphael Halfund. We'd like to thank Lauten Audio for providing our microphones. You can find them online at lautenaudio.com. And we'd like to thank James Ivey for providing our intro music. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate if you left a five-star rating and review. If you like listening to The Fader, good news. We're now on the new live radio app, AMP. You can download it from the App Store now. And keep an eye on thefader.com for essential music news, interviews, and essays. We'll be back soon with another episode of The Fader interview. Goodbye until then.